This is the trigger warning. Welcome to the show. <laughs> if you don't like talking about suicide in a serious and or comedic way, this probably isn't the podcast for you. However, if you're trying to battle your demons and do it in a way that in which evokes giggles of various degrees, continue listening because this one's for you. We're talking about the suicide forest. If you need a hotline, it will be in the show notes below. I'm also going to say it right now. If you need to speak with somebody today, if you dial 988, that is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's available 24 hours in English and Spanish, and you can text or chat. There you go. Also, remember, everyone is there for you, including us, because we're your sidekicks. Your sidekicks, all things metaphysical, as well as just because. You got three podcasts to record today. And we're your meta sidekicks. Hi, my name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. No. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, suicide forest. And for YouTube purposes, we're going to call it, what is it called? The funding? I don't care so much for this, this oh. one. Oh, okay. If it gets demonetized on YouTube, it so be. Yeah, but I want to have the, the name. What is it? Akokagaru Shahara. Something like Akikahara that. Akikahara Forest. There we go. <laughs> If you're new to this channel, we are psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and metaphysical comedians of epic proportions. And uh, this is Psychic Chicken, where one of us knows nothing about a haunted location and the other one knows everything. We already made a YouTube video. If you like to watch the things on the doobs, go there. If you like to listen to things, also come here because we talk about more things in depth on the podcast than we do YouTubes because the... Video editing takes a long time, and Em's only got so much time. Yeah, so I was the one that did the research on the suicide forest, and Liv was the one that had to play chicken. It was a fun time. I talked to a man in khakis, monochromatic khakis. But the way that I saw him was in traditional Japanese attire. Yeah, it wasn't until halfway through that he was like... <laughs> Because I was like, I don't see him, like, in fucking office wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when he first started talking to me, he's like, this is the time period in which you exist. So here is my monochromatic attire. Do you like it? I have a, a couch that looks like lines in a different world. It's yeah. cool. And Liv describes people on what they're wearing, so. Yeah, and then he decided to do the explosion noises that I just did a second ago and was like, do you like my cape? It is cool. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Actually, a really old spirit. Mm-hmm. Am I? Oh, I'm going to tell everybody what's going on first before you get into the details. Well, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, again, <laughs> I told you I'm death incarnate. Don't know what's happening today. I don't know. Where am I? She took I an, an allergy pill to, to sleep last night. Guys, I keep having dreams about haunted houses. and it's Well, we're like, about to go to one. I have to, I'm in this You still setting. need to tell me how many people are going. It's been three days. Stressed. Oh, yeah. No, I texted her. Ah, uh, uh -huh. she's not answering. Well, Were we talking she's... about the haunted location we're going to with the haunted locations in my dreams? Go for it. Oh, I'm just confused on what we're talking about. Well, I just need you to tell me how many people are going on the haunted location that we're actually going to, not the ones in your head. I have to text her again. Well... She's going to miss out here in a second. We may or may not be going to, a, well, we are going to be going to a haunted location. My well, honestly, I haven't booked it yet, so you can't say anything about may that. May or may not be going to a haunted location. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Suicide Forest. Um, it feels like a blanket of quietness. Which is really weird. Nice. Liv thinks it feels suffocating, but I think it feels very quiet and nice. Uh. Yeah, I don't like to feel nothing. Mm, I don't know. I feel like feeling nothing might actually be nice sometimes. I've had a lot of emotions in the past week and a half, and all of them just end up being sadness. My brain goes, you have all of these things, and it turns into brown. Hmm. Emotions are the same way when you have a lot of them, just turns into sadness or sadness. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, no, Suicide Forest feels like a blanket of quietness, and there's a lot of fog everywhere. I remember when M asked me to think about this, there was a guy. I know there was a woman, too, but I saw the man, and that's just how it works for us, I guess. Because I saw the woman. <laughs> yeah, uh, women are easier for M to talk to, harder for me, and vice versa for, you know, twin flame BS, but it's fine. And he came up to me in, like, like light gray khaki, okay, light gray like dress pants and a darker gray button down sort of shirt. A and he's like, if you will. A what? A growfit, if you will. What is a growfit? A gray outfit. Oh. It's entirely gray. That's a good one. I'm surprised you've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about what button it was. No, I've never heard of that before. I have a friend and his entire, uh, living situation is in monochrome he even got a cat that's gray it's a match fit oh okay he probably knows what a growfit is Mm. okay okay (laughs) and the fog is just weird i don't know it just adds to the quietness and the gray growfit guy came up to me and was like hey i'm really old but this is what people wear sometimes now. So here you go. And, and I'm just so annoyed that he didn't come up to me in the cool freaking getup that he came up to you in. Yeah, because when I did research, I immediately saw the man that she's talking about, but she describes people by clothes. And I was like, okay, this man is 150% not in office attire. He's like this really old spirit that kind of looks like a samurai because uh, I'm from the US and I have no idea what people from long time ago in japan look like but that's that's the attire if you will oh no dude had like he looked like one of the like soldier people kind of with the big helmet with the swooshy things on the top Mm -hmm. and he had like this big giant okay i want to say sword but he's saying like a bow and arrow which is cooler (laughs) and it has like he has this giant cape that looks like the japanese version of the like queen of england cape where it's like red with the black and white on the end of it but it's not like that and it was cool he had big giant boots that were like and they like clink clank when he walks and he like didn't touch the ground yeah so i don't know how i got the walkie noises but i was like dude if you're ever not super busy can i borrow your cape please no capes no what about the boots these boots were made for walking. 
If that's just what they'll do. I'm going to hide them under the Krusty Krab. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if you know, you know. So everything's really quiet at this forest. However, underground, it's like bloop, blop, bloop, blop, bloop, blop. It's really what weird. What that means is <laughs> the activity is underneath the ground. Yeah, they show me all of the trees, <laughs> the roots in the trees, and the moss. Oh, I almost forgot about the moss. The moss is really, really squishy, and it makes everything even more quiet. And then there's these things they showed me, like, from Avatar, because if you don't know, souls, you will use things or spiritual beings that have happened in your past, present, or future. Someone else's that is able to help you or their own and for me this guy just had whatever head movies i was working with which i think is hilarious because honestly there's not a lot in there and this guy cartoons in there he did not have a lot to work with so this really old masculine soul that (laughs) probably has no idea what a tv is Uh uh-huh it's like if you uh, if someone was told to walk into a kitchen and was like here make a five course meal and the only thing they had was ramen they'd be like well this will be fun. <laughs> so he used the ramen that was inside my noggin to give me the idea of from the Avatar cartoon, The Last Airbender, where Ko is the the, the thing that the takes people. stealer. Yeah. Well, when Aang gets up to the big giant cave tree thing, there's like a monkey sitting on the end of it. And when he looks at him, he's like, Wah-hoo! and then there's no face on the monkey. And I was like, what is with the things without the faces? And I'm like, that's interesting that you say that. And I was like, well, I don't know if they're monkeys. I feel like they are, but also that's the only thing he's got to work with. So there you go. They're definitely not monkeys. Mm. And the other thing with the trees, besides all of the like kinetic energy in the root systems underground, under the moss and in the rocks, the trees themselves are like, (sighs) they take in souls of people. They're like the place of the in-between and when I started talking to the trees this little guy stomped up to me and he's made of rock and he's like little and jovial he's kind of uh you're talking about that deity guy yeah he's little he was little when he walked up to me okay I was like I have never seen this thing as little well again the only head movies they had to work with was frozen oh (laughs) and the art history class that you and I took so they showed me a mixture of the okay well i also took a world religions class and i did a small paper on what was the japanese religion that you said is it shinto or yes no i did shinto religion i did like a slight synopsis on it for my world religions class which was like five or six years ago and the art history class we had and frozen so he showed himself as a japanese version of the little rock trolls from Frozen, that save I've like never Anna. Seen Frozen, so what? I have no idea. What I saw it before about. it was cool, and it made me uncomfortable because it was a musical. Because musicals make me uncomfortable, which is why I didn't watch it. <laughs> it has a good premise. If you cut out the singing, I think it would be better. But it would probably cut out most of the video. What if they wrapped it instead? Doesn't do worse. <laughs> Anyways, that's what they showed me. Uh, this deity, like, and he's like, "I'm the deity of this forest," and they made me feel like the badness of the forest or any sort of predetermined idealization of badness that is put on this forest is done so by people, not by any sort of spiritual entity that is existing before people themselves and the rock dude deities like hey 
I was put here by higher spiritual things to deal with the BS that the people put on this area of land. And I help the souls that come here and the trees help him, which is weird. But it's like um, like a spiritual holding place, if that makes any sense. And the trees are the only way that you can get out, yeah, spiritually because speaking. Because the trees are the portals. But you still have to like be ready to go through the portal mm-hmm. and in during, order to get to the place where you want to go. Yeah. And during this, we had a woman step forward on my left-hand side. And I think her soul is still in the forest. And she was talk about, talking about being pissed that she can't leave to see something about like her grandmother and her brother who's older now because she doesn't want to leave through the trees. And the rock monster guy, he's really, really nice, DD man. He gives you the impression of, for me, it's like Santa Claus, but everything is like Santa Claus. <laughs> I Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, he's really, really nice. And if you're on the naughty list, he's not going to be mean to you, but he's just going to be like, well, little Timmy, you were a dick this year. So... You're not going to get presents, but I still love you and we'll try again next year. And that's kind of the vibe that this rock Because he is cool. Sorry. Oh, that's really funny. Sorry. That's what he was saying when you were talking. Yeah. The universe is funny. I told you. I'll give you a piece of me because I'm Earth. (laughs) It's really funny because he is funny. But this soul of this woman is like really pissed off about how she can't leave the forest that she put herself into because she refuses to leave the way that she's supposed to. So... Em and I can get into that when Em gives you the whole spiel about the actualness of it, but it kind of makes sense um, when we explain it. Do you want me to explain that later? I feel like we should talk about it now since we're talking about this woman. Okay, I can get into it. Go for it. All right. So Em was talking about in her synopsis of the suicide forest that in Japanese cultures or some of them, when people die of unnatural causes or by their own hand, it is a different burial process, kind of, or ceremony type thing, because their soul oh, is different. I see where you're going now. I thought you were going to explain what a soul has to do when they die from unnatural causes. Oh. I mean, I can so. explain the general term, not the Japanese one. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, thought it, that's what you were going into. Oh, you know, there's for me, there's just a lot of cross-reference between the two because our understanding of it is its own thing. However, the way the Japanese handle it kind of makes sense in a sense of, I feel like we should do something like that because as a medium, when you pass by your own hand or you take your life before you're supposed to, it's not, you can't not do it. It's not bad and it's not good. It's just more so frowned upon because you were supposed to have some sort of life to an extent. Not always, though. Well, yeah, there is that like caveat of not always. But But what happens is when you do do that, you have to feel all of the emotions of the people that you affected. Mm -hmm. Because once you become a soul, you become like one with the physical realm. So if you leave the physical realm in a painful way, those souls that you left behind will still have that pain for you and you will have to feel that pain. So being in this forest is interesting because Liv talks about the fog over it and the fog kind of like separates the forest from like the rest of the physical realm. So this soul, this female soul was explaining to us that she doesn't necessarily want to deal with all of the pain and hardship that she caused 
So she's staying in the forest. She wants to pass over. However, she has to deal with the things that she had caused by going to this forest and doing these things. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. There is like... <sighs> what? There is like a caveat though. Because if it is a part of your soul contract and something that you're supposed to do, but yeah. they're telling me it has to be for like, a righteous reason and that isn't a righteous reason it's the difference between like a necessity or selfishness mm -hmm. and i know that's really sounds really really harsh and that's not how i mean to take it but yeah or i don't mean for people to take it that way it's but anyways part of your soul contract when you're supposed to have an understanding of it mm. but she doesn't want to which is why she's angry and you were talking about water she uses yep. water to mirror kind of like you said, scry to see the people that she wants to see. But because she's in the forest, it's fogged. So she can't. So she has to use the water to do so. And she's like, I want to pass over. But the rock deity's like, you can't do that unless you follow the 10 step plan. So what I was seeing is I was seeing her going into water and she would use the reflections to see things in the physical realm because the fog across the forest kind of cuts them off from the physical realm. So they're unable to perceive things like souls normally can because souls can connect with you from wherever they are but in this forest this fog this thick energy kind of makes it hard for them to do so so she was using the reflections in the water so it would be like she would look in the reflections in the water and then be able to look out of a mirror in like her family's house in order to see or check in on them but it's hard for them to kind of be able to do that without looking in the water Mm -hmm. so oh, to speak <laughs> we forgot about the potato bug suckers yeah <laughs> sorry i was shooting rainbows out of my butt last weekend and today is the very opposite so everything feels really really calm and quiet right and if you're in a headspace that is destructive or something then this that's why people go to this forest because of the fog because of the energy the quietness it gets the things inside of your head to be quiet but there were these weird, Em was talking about like the front of the, the path or something. Like it says, turn back now or people love you, things like that. And when I was walking, remote viewing, walking down the path that she was talking about, because I'm not entirely sure what it looks like, this like potato bug thing stuck itself onto my back and was like, you don't have to listen to those things. Just keep going into the forest. It'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. And the reason they did that is because I have had thoughts like that too and been in the same sort of boat mentally and physically where the suicide forest probably sounded like a really good idea. But, you know, I have more spite for the universe and I refuse to let the universe win. I will fucking die after I conquer everything. So, But yeah, these things kind of like attach themselves to your back and they basically, for me at least, they give you flashes of negative things in your life like the reason why you came to the forest which is why I live is like they're telling you to keep going in but there are other spirits because when I was doing the research I was seeing this female spirit and she is like a woman in white but she has dark hair she kind of looks like if you've ever seen Avatar the Last Airbender Yue that's kind of how she presents she gives you flashes of the people that love you, the reasons why you shouldn't continue to go onto the forest. But these things on your back, they show you why you're there, like the negative connotations. 
So it's kind of like this fight between the people that they want me to say love and darkness. Mm, that's what the um, the guy with the cool boots does. Yeah. Okay, so I had a reading the other day, and it was a really good one. And uh, I feel like when people come to talk to M and I, one, they want to connect with past loved ones or their spirit guides or anything else like that. But sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I mean all of the times, when shit comes out of our face, it's usually, it's not us. It's other cool beings that are like all knowing and fucking. Using us as a puppet. Literally just a puppet. And this, my client was struggling with the idea of who they are and their past loved one came through to tell me that it's not about who you are and who you think you were or are or are going to be. They made me use Agya, which Agya is M&I's um, sort of spiritual guide who is this little, I don't know. Indian man? Yeah, like Indian like man. A monk? Yes. And he taught M&I that un characteristically or against what people think here in the west right no the east the west the west east west (laughs) in the west your chakras don't have to be balanced it's not about everything being the same or equal it's about the ebb and flow the give and take the yin and yang twi and la whatever you want to fucking call it of your existence it's not you have to be this one thing and if you were this one thing why aren't you it now which is what was eating a bit away, I think, at my client. It's the, who are you going to be tomorrow? Because yesterday you were someone else, but that's okay. It's the ebb and flow and the change of things. Where was I going with this? Well, I was telling you about the souls. In the- oh, yeah, the guy. That's mm-hmm. what I was going for. Thanks. But I have dealt with anxiety and depression. I'm sure M has dealt with anxiety and depression. Yeah, because you were talking about these potato bug things. They only affect people that have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then you don't get it. <laughs> well, they have nothing. They have no fuel. Yeah. They only show you the flashbacks of why you're there. Yeah. What did you tell me the other day? Oh, I w- we were talking. Sorry. This is <laughs> this is going to be a weird talk. I'm, we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the end so I can put it at the front. Yes. Of we're going to talk about warning. suicide. But so like, I have had those thoughts. M has had those thoughts and it's funny because a couple weeks ago or sometime we were talking about it and I was like, people don't just have randomly those thoughts. And she's like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? That doesn't make any sense to me. I need the context of the conversation we were talking about. We were just talking about being sad and like suicide and how we think it's stupid sometimes that people are like, you can't say suicide because it triggers people. And it's like, okay, but also you're just feeding into the taboo of suicide and people need to understand that it's okay. I think on my side of the end that it's okay to have those thoughts because everything isn't always okay. And even if it doesn't If it seems like it's okay on the outside, it's okay to not understand why you're not okay. You just have to, it's, what is not okay is to do something about not being okay in a, in a harmful way, you know? So uh, by not saying anything about it, I think it's making it more stigmatized by not saying things about it. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different shows that get canceled because they talk about hard things like this and they trigger people to do horrible things. And I feel like the neurotypical people or the people that have never experienced what it's like to have suicidal thoughts are the ones that are canceling the show because they don't get it. 
but those yeah. shows are not for the people that are mentally ill. It's for the people that don't get it, <laughs> mm. which is why it's important for them to see them. Yeah. Because like, they don't get it. Like people will say, oh, you guys are talking about suicide. That's disgusting. Like I've had people tell me that and I was like, okay, I guess I'm never going to tell you about that. <laughs> it's weird. It's, I don't know. I was like, no, that's not normal by normal people's standards. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. What talking about suicide or not having suicidal thoughts? Having suicidal thoughts is not normal. Yeah. I understand it's not normal if it's something that you do all the time, but like that cat, like you told me that people have never had that thought before. Yeah. Cause I saw a TikTok and people were like, no one like a normal human brain, like a healthy, non-mentally ill human brain will never have thoughts about committing suicide because that's not a natural thing. And uh, people get angry when I say that, but it's true. And I like have this like intense anger for these thoughts, which is why I say them in a very like in matter of fact manner. But these thoughts that you're having about suicide, they're unnatural. Your brain should be giving you thoughts of how are we going to survive because that is what the programming in your brain is supposed to do like you are supposed to survive your instincts are supposed to help you survive so when you're having thoughts that are not that it is very much like it was put there by something else and i'm not saying like dark demon whatever <laughs> things are doing that it's probably put on you by society so other people Generally, they don't have those thoughts because it's not something that your brain is programmed to do. So I saw this TikTok and this guy was like talking to a therapist on this TikTok. And he was like, you know, I just have like the normal amount of like suicidal thoughts. And the therapist mm -hmm. was like, there's no normal amount. You shouldn't have a normal amount. You should have none. That is a normal amount is to not have any. That's weird. See, that's okay. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's it's weird to me. Like I get it's, triggered hearing essay and I get triggered yeah. hearing the r word but also for me i feel like that's kind of like oh what is it the princess and the is it the princess bride where the guy's like I've never seen princess bride okay well i'm sure a lot of people have <laughs> there's this one character guillermo something montoya i don't know i've i've only seen it like once or twice but one of the cool action guys with like a really sick mustache maybe or i'm really wrong is like in a duel with this little tiny chubby circular guy that has a funny voice and they're like playing chess or something and they're going to like try and poison one another but the one guy drinks the poison because he was able to do the old switcheroo on it and the other guy is like oh you're gonna die now because i poisoned you and he's like the joke is on you i've been drinking this in small doses for years now i'm impervious to it that's how i feel about it you know oh like, I've been poisoned before, but now it sucked the first time, and every time I get little tiny bits of poison, it's making me able to take over the world better. No, it's because you dissociate from it. I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> um, so when I explain that it's an unnatural thing, usually you don't realize it's happening because you usually are dissociated because the things that are happening in your life are so horrible that your brain can't handle it, aka why it literally changes the chemistry of your brain. You're welcome. Are we still talking about hearing the word essay and the R word? We're talking about suicidal thoughts. Oh, I was talking about hearing those words as like small doses of poison that's going to make me more powerful to take over the world. <laughs> okay 
But yeah, it also makes me feel like I'm not the only one that has had those things happen or have had those thoughts. And it brings me solace of that I'm not alone because usually when I feel those things or feel that way, it's also I feel very alone. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Em and I like to deal with things with comedy. <laughs> Maybe that's not your shtick, but making jokes about things and feeling like other people have had those thoughts or feelings or experiences is what makes me less likely to have those thoughts again or if they do they don't last as long but the gist of my conversation with my client was their past loved one stepped forward and said it's not about being the same or wondering what it was that you or who you were yesterday or a few years from now it's about embracing who you're going to be tomorrow and 10 years from now because that's not going to be the same And society has this weird ideology of love is the same. Who you are is the same. And that romanticized, unrealistic idealization of those things is not correct. So you need to embrace the ebb and flow. The world is not about equality and being the same and being consistent. It's about being able to move and grow and shake and groove. And they rolled all of that idea into these horrible feelings that we have, anxiety, depression, sadness, whatever it is, I, they're like, a society tells us to make those feelings go away. And it's like, no, you can't make those feelings go away because if you make them go away, you're thinking to yourself, okay, why do I have these feelings? It's not normal. I can't have these feelings. I need to make them go away, which makes them worse. And it's cute because I've, I, it's, it's weird. I'm not super religious, but all of the spirits and stuff around me have been really just doing this whole God gamble for me and it's awkward for me. What she means is they they keep giving her like a community of people, which is the religious community. Mm -hmm. So they're giving her an understanding of religious concepts. Yes. And it's weird because I've never had to deal with that before. But my the soul of my client's past loved one decided to go into saying God gives us these emotions, creator, source, whoever it is, because they're necessary and they're not bad things or good things and they don't need to go away. You need to use them to put your energy into something else. So that anxiety that you have, that sadness, that depression, that anger, use it to push you in a different direction. Don't let it consume you like this black hole that just puts you nowhere You need to use that as like a propeller. Think of it like if you're trying to make like a rocket ship, you know, or like Mm -hmm. those skates that you put on your feet and then people tie like bottles to the back of their feet with Mentos and then let the corks go and propel them forward. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So you got your spiritual (laughs) skates on, right? You got one two liter. It's filled with depression. You got another like, I don't know what half liter and another half liter of anxiety and sadness what you're gonna do is take the anxiety and sadness put it into another two liter that you already used for depression last week just put the mentos in that because mentos just make everything go haywire Uh, (laughs) you don't even need mentos because these are emotions (sighs) if you want to use mentos you can use mentos mentos really makes it fuzzy you know mentos is going to be the friend that's going to help you attach those skates to your feet (laughs) your depression two liter it's definitely not going to help you attach them it's going to do the very very opposite make them blow up you're gonna be the mentos to my depression soda i ain't got enough energy for that now you do <laughs> anyways take those emotions in your two liter can strap those onto your spiritual skates and rocket yourself in a better direction because that's what those emotions are for 
to literally change that sadness into a, what a, that frown in upside down. Is that what it is? Turn your frown upside down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what this soul told my client. And I was like, I just also need you to understand because you might be thinking right now that this girl on the other side of the screen is really cool and like super, super spiritual and like is able to deal with these things. And I was like, and his flowers up her ass. And I just, yeah, I was like, I need you to understand that shit is not me. That is your past loved one. And I understand the spiritual like swami awesomeness that they're laying down. But if you think that I can do that and have it be as easily said or done as it is, as I'm saying right now, that is not the case. It's going to be hard. But spirit is saying these emotions are to help build you to be who you are and push you in the right direction. But most people, or not most people, a lot of people may let them consume them. And that is not what they're for. Right. So there we go. That is what the the, the dude with the cool boots is doing. He's like, I am the one that takes those things and turns them into the fighting power that you need to re-push yourself the direction out of the forest. The woman that looks like Yue, she's the one that gives you the love and understanding. The things of that, everything was good and it is good. You just have to remember the good. And then he's the one that takes those emotions and turns them into fighting power to walk out of the forest. Yeah. But then you got potato bugs that are like, you don't like anything. Come into the softness. Give me all of your energy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was going on that long 10 minute rant on. So... Thanks for letting me talk. I hope we didn't lose everybody because they're like, you can't say these things. <laughs> Are you ready for my part? Yeah, just one last thing because okay. we're on like a kick of being positive. Okay. Existence is about learning the difference between sympathy and empathy. And I feel like culturally or societally in the U.S., we have this sort of idea of not sharing things because if we don't share the things that we're going through with others then it gives us a sign of power. Like, you don't need to know that I'm being sad because if you know that I'm sad, then it's going to come off as being weak. And if I'm coming off as weak, I'm not going to make as much money as you. And then I won't be able to keep up with the Joneses. But honestly, what needs to happen is people need to talk about the things and the experiences that they have because that is what builds the empathy, the sympathy, and the understanding between one person's existence might be perceived as something else. However, the reality is quite the opposite and if we were able to talk more openly about the things that we experience as humans I feel like there would be a lot more love and understanding in the world and not allowing those things to mesh and people to talk about things and censoring them like the YouTubes with the suicide word Mm -hmm. makes me upset because it facilitates the boundaries between empathy sympathy understanding and love anyways That's my TED Talk. (laughs) What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> so, let's get into the research portion. The Akigahara Forest. Akigahara. Akigahara. And if I wanna... pronounce any of these Japanese words incorrectly, I'm sorry. I, uh... Suck. <laughs> the only thing I know how to say is, uh, oh, wait. You say Nihao a lot. Nihao. Which I know that one. Mushimo. I don't know that one. It's high. It's oh, same hi. <laughs> Mushi, um, What is, uh, I know what Tashi wa Niko desu means that I'm a kitty cat. Wow. Because I went to camp with this girl that really liked anime and she had red hair that was dyed and. Yo, Aimo. Oh, yeah, I know Yo, Aimo, which is always fun. She was weak. And then, <laughs> uh,. Nani! <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's another one that's like asshole or something, but I forget that one. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> so this forest, okay. So this forest is next to Mount Fuji. And in the year 864 CE, Mount Fuji actually erupted. And then this forest grew over top of the hardened lava. So that's why it's interesting that Liv says that the ground is has like a lot of energy because it's literally like metal. So it's kind of like amplifying, if that makes sense. Mm, I didn't think about the metal part. Oh, I told you that last time. I did not. Geology is not my thing. <laughs> but yeah, when you said that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense because there's literally moss on top of the rock. So it would make sense that the moss is kind of like drowning out the sounds from below, but you have a lot of sounds because of the metal and it amplifies things. Mm. It's like smashing a tin can makes a lot of noise. Mossy substrates. Good for napping. (laughs) Unless you have open wounds, then they might go inside of your wounds and grow spores and then you'll look like Moss Man. Who's Moss Man? Man. (laughs) Who's Moth Man's cousin? Oh, wait. What? One last thing. We were driving yesterday and there was a bumper sticker on the back of somebody's car. said something about Mothman. Okay. I Okay. All right. So I guess there's this, if you guys are from California, you'll have to let me know. But it was all of the colors were like rubbed off or it was just supposed to be white. And it was a circle with like these two X lines that go through the circle. And then like this weird sort of like angular like L-shaped triangle thing going off to the left of it. So circle, angular left thing, sideways a little bit to the left. And then on the back end of it, it looked like there was these little lines popping out. And then on the top of it, little lines popping out. And I was like, is that Mothman? And Bradley's like, no, that's like the California baseball team. And I was like, oh, (laughs) those little things, those lines in an X aren't, aren't an antenna and legs and the little swooshy thing at the top wasn't like his wings and the circle his body that is a baseball with california into baseball bats got it yeah if you could get that description by her little lines coming out of things yeah you literally described that and i was like okay did it look like mothman is that where we're going with this (laughs) it looked like a weird aerial view of mothman jesus christ anyways 
So this forest is located on the north northwestern flank of Mount Fuji on the island of Honshu in Japan. It thrives on 30 square kilometers or 12 square miles. So it's often called Jukai, and this translates to the Sea of Trees, which is interesting because this forest is green all year round, which is why it is called the Sea of Trees, because it's always very thick, lush, and gorgeous. Like me. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful forest um, because there's a lot of like twisted trees, like protruding roots, and then there's moss everywhere. Literally, it's like, oh my God, are there fairies in here? Because I would expect that there would be like a fairy wonderland because there's moss everywhere and these beautiful trees that they could live in. They make me feel like they're on the outside of it. Yeah, I feel like it's like very suffocating for them to be in there. Yeah, because I don't see them. Yeah. It's interesting. If anything, there's other things that are in there that are more rock-like. I don't really see them in there. I see like if you were to look at it from like an aerial view or the entrance, the right-hand side of it gets really, 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 really dark, like a dark line. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're over there. But that's, it's, I don't know. I don't think so. I just like moss in and of itself though too. Makes good noises. <laughs> so I didn't say this in the video and um, I'm going to say it here because it's interesting because Liv describes it kind of. But there is this belief that the trees are able to absorb negative energy and have the ability to walk across the forest floor. So I think it's interesting that Liv says that they absorb souls. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like in the video you were talking about it absorbing like the negative energies of things. And what do they say when people are really sad and have these sorts of thoughts? What? You got demons. There's a lot of darkness inside of you that isn't yours. Yeah, so the trees. That's why they have to pass through the trees. Why? (laughs) Because the trees are, they're not just portals. They allow you to see everything. (laughs) It's a portal. No, um, they clean, expunge the darkness. Expunge. Yeah, because that's not who these people are. Mm -hmm. It's not a part, it's a part of their soul, but they need to understand it. And that's what the trees do. And their little rock man. That's why there's a certain way that they have to leave the forest. They can't just float into the ether or go to the white light. (laughs) Right. So. But yeah, people believe that they walk across the floor or the forest floor because the uh, roots protrude so much. So they look like legs walking. That's really cool. The trees do absorb like the negative things that people uh, associate themselves with. I want to be a tree next and then an elephant after that. Oh my God, I, we went to the zoo yesterday and mm-hmm. I talked to all of the elephants. Did you? I really like, okay, did you get the really sassy one too that's really mischievous? Is that the young one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She they like were telling me so much trouble. Because I was sitting there for like a half hour waiting for them to like cross over to the next pasture or whatever. And they were telling me about their like who each person was or who each elephant was because they're not people. Mm-hmm. And there was this big boy and then the rest are all girls his name's louie his name's louie yeah like king louie <laughs> he's like missing a tusk uh-huh and then there was one next to him and they were like real friendly with each other the three of them uh-huh yeah so the female one that was there is kind of like nala mm-hmm. from the lion king that's mm-hmm. the energy that she gave me and she was telling me that the one behind her was like her baby mm. 
which is really cute. And then there was a really, really old one. And she was like, I'm even older than the boy. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, because I felt like he was in his late 30s, early 40s. And And he was was so sweet. Yeah. Uh They really did a good job. Because, like, they the girls are kind of mean to him. (laughs) And he's just, (laughs) like, there. Like, he's kind of like their dad. Yeah, well, he, like, takes care of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's the one that goes in there first because, well, A, he's male. So instinct-wise, he thinks that he's in charge. But he takes care of them. And there's one, the one that's like Nala. They're like friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cute. They give them peanuts. Oh, <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah, I love them. I almost cried like four times watching them. And I just told everybody that I could that when I die, I'm going to be a sycamore tree. And then after that, I'm going to be an elephant. <laughs> And well, they're like, well, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, time, separation's an illusion. It's going to happen at the same time. Fight me. But yeah, the reason why I'm so excited about it is because I've been trying to talk to animals more. And talking to elephants is easier because they have more complex thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're more like talking to humans. Mm-hmm. I'm also telling you right now, because I'm telling everybody that I know if there's ever a chance for us to meet elephants in a nice way. That doesn't Thailand. harm their existence. There are sanctuaries in, I think, Thailand. Oh, you're never going to get me to leave. Yeah, that's why we need to go there. I just... We can create a video, too, where we talk to elephants in oh. Thailand. <laughs> I'm going to cry just talking about them. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I'm so glad you talked to them. It yeah, makes me really happy. It was really cute. I'm sorry I missed you yesterday. It made me sad. Yeah, as, as per usual, Liv was like three hours late. But don't worry, Jared knew that you were going to be there at 1 instead of 11. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so at least until the 1960s, Akigahara has been associated with its English name, which is Suicide Forest. And when you enter the forest, there is actually an abandoned car that people may have left there when they entered the forest and then never came out. I feel like they leave it there to kind of deter people away because I feel like it's still there but it's this weird white van that's kind of just you know sad (laughs) did anyone see if there's candy in it you want candy in an abandoned car that's been there for years I want candy that shit is melted I had a kid give me a a melted bite-sized or fun-sized Hershey's chocolate bar from his pocket one time cool story I didn't want to eat it, so I gave it back, and then he bit a hole in it and squeezed it into his mouth. So at the entrance of the forest, there is a public path that you can walk on, and there is signs that basically say they try to like remind people of the loved ones that they will be leaving behind if they have these troubled thoughts. And they also have like guards is what they call them, which is people that kind of watch the forest and make sure that people aren't going into it and they kind of lead people out but we'll get to that later so at this point in my research was seeing this woman that looks like Yue and there's a lot of like horrible things that people do and say about this forest because it is famous so it has a lot of clout and she was trying to help me tell you guys the parts in which are important to make you feel as if you are not alone So at this point, she is, I am more aware of her and she is helping me do the research. But she, again, she's telling me that she was one of the souls that helps lead people out of the forest. In the olden days, before this forest was actually famous, it was known for 
monks to actually go up into the mountains and starve themselves. And then they were also known to, like, the poor families would abandon their elders here. So nowadays, this is kind of replaced with this idea of escaping society. So now it has this reputation, and a lot of times it is not the locals that are going into this forest. It is foreigners because the locals generally are told stay away from this forest like there's scary things in it like it's haunted like it's a bad place for you to be you should avoid this forest and the forest actually has a historical reputation as home to the yure i believe it's pronounced and the yure are ghosts of the dead in japanese mythology so a yure is a spirit that is thought to be wandering the world between the living and the dead and you're kind of like barred from a peaceful afterlife. And the your, the the word yure means dark soul. So you means dark and re means a soul. According to traditional Japanese beliefs, all of us humans have a spirit or a soul, which is called a raikon. So when a person dies, the raikon leaves the body and kind of enters this form of purgatory where the living relatives now have to watch over the deceased and kind of help accompany them during their journey in the afterlife. And they do this by doing certain rituals. So once they have overcome all of these obstacles to the afterlife, they will then join the ancestors and kind of watch over the living people on earth to protect them from any misfortune. However, if these souls die from unnatural causes or were to pass from unnatural things if they were to take their own lives in this forest they would not be able to have these rituals done for them and they also say it as if you have any unresolved issues you may be caught in this purgatory as well but that's why this forest is known to be the home of the yure is because people would die from unnatural causes here and they are unable to do these rituals for them and that's where Liv was trying to get into these I don't know if you said it with these people without faces because Mm -hmm. the way they are depicted or the image in which I found that they are depicted is they have long dark hair and they will have like these deformities. A lot of times their deformities are based upon the way in which they died and they will usually be wearing these white kimonos that are generally used in funeral rituals. But the pictures that I found, it's almost like they don't have faces, which is weird Mm -hmm. that Liv picked up on that but you were explaining that these souls are kind of like moaning or like screaming in the background oh yeah I forgot about that yeah because I don't think that they're necessarily human souls I think were they human souls and lost themselves or they like something else manifested I think it's something else manifested is it the idea of a yure manifested okay (laughs) I think so Because that's what I was getting to. I think if you were to go in there and you saw one of... Was that one of your chintos making noise? I heard nothing. So I don't know what you're talking about. I just heard something that sounded like... But it was like muffled, like a chincho noise. I mean, my phone buzzed. It did not sound like a phone buzzing. Okay. I did not hear it then. I'm going (laughs) to ignore it. Okay. Um, Yure. Yeah. People without faces. Sorry, I got like really dizzy all of a sudden too. Is it because you're talking to these things? I don't know. Maybe. Or it's just because I don't have a lot of sleep. (laughs) I never had real messed up dreams. I'll talk to you about it later. 
but uh i feel like if you go into the forest and you see things like this like the thing without the face it'll make you more nervous they're telling me that they'll show up as somebody that you might love or have once loved oh so similar to like in the avatar the last airbender where they were seeing people that they loved from their past in the forest in the forest Mm -hmm. because katara was seeing her mom yeah because i see stuff that um i see dark things when i think about the ure i don't Mm -hmm. feel like they're human people and that's not the people without faces or are they i think it is okay whether i mean we only have one word to to describe them so i'm not saying that is the ure i'm well, just yeah. saying given what we're talking about i would think that a soul without a face or some sort of deformity that you would see as a human person that's alive in the forest is not actually a lost human soul i think it's something bad and that's the things that i hear like the moaning and like well i'm just trying to figure out who you think are the ones that are showing people their loved ones is that the ure is what I'm talking about, the people without faces? Because if you're saying that they're dark, why are they showing people that they loved? But they're not doing it in a loving way. They're doing it in a scary way. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. If you're one of the people that are like, I'm going to go here to get rid of myself because the people would in, that I love would be better off because of it. Oh, that's why they're like screaming. Yeah. Cool. and wailing and they have the deformities of if you were to stay here this is what's gonna happen this is what you do to me i'm sorry maybe that's too much because i know my suicidal things are different but that's kind of how yours are so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting they're scary yes <laughs> they're very scary hence but- why i feel like i'm kind of everything's like when you stand up too fast mm-hmm but I'm sitting down, as you can attest to. Yeah, it makes sense of why people think that this is the home of the URA and associate it with these weird beings. Mm-hmm. But also, as a medium, I don't think that would happen to souls necessarily. I mean, I think it could, but it's not in the same way. I mean, yeah, they're kind of still in a, like an in-between in this forest. Mm-hmm. But I don't think what we are associating with these beings without faces are what they are talking about in a Yore kind of sense. Yeah. So if you want to give them a new name, go for it. But what the thing we're talking to that whales and stuff is weird. Well, the translation is dark soul. Mm-hmm. I just... So. I feel like it's like a manifestation of what people think a Yore soul is. Ah, okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong because I am not in Japanese culture, so... Yeah, anyways, there is a public path. However, those that go off the path, there are a lot of signs that warn you that you could be getting lost. So everything kind of looks like the same in the forest, which is to be expected if you go into a forest, there is a huge, what's the word? There's a huge threat of being lost. No, there's a huge threat of being lost in the forest. And a lot of people actually go in with like tape and they will wrap the tape around trees in the hopes that they'll be led back to the main path. Oh, yeah, because I made the breadcrumb joke. And you're like, no, breadcrumbs can get eaten by things. And I was like, yeah, me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get some Olive Garden breadsticks in there, line that trail. Oh, I'm going to eat all of them. 
And with talking about getting lost in the forest, there's a lot of myths associated with this forest because people like to make things scarier than they actually are. So people believe that there is no cell service and there may not be cell service in different locations. However, from my research, people have gone like on guided hikes or whatever, and those people still had cell service. And then the other thing that people say is they think that the compasses don't work here because of the lava, the hardened lava on the ground. They think that the metals are kind of affecting the magnetism of the compass. But that only happens if you literally put it on top of the ground. If you're holding it up at a normal like height, it's not going to be affected by the metals in the ground. So compasses do work here as long as they are just not on the ground. So a lot of people are like, you're just going to get lost because compasses don't work and you can't call anyone. I would assume most people that want to get lost aren't bringing their phones or a compass. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Also, did you know the Earth's magnetic poles are changing? That's weird. Mm -hmm. It happens a whole bunch of years. In like a whole bunch of years, they like switch. Is it because the Earth is spinning? I think it has to do with the things inside of the earth, but also we only have hypothesized <laughs> ideas of what the what inside, inside of the of earth looks like. It's probably like cream just, filling. No, it's probably hollow and there's probably like things living in there. Funfetti. So that's what people think. How is cream filling <laughs> magnetized? It's like a Cadbury egg. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But I guess the equator is not going to be where Ecuador is. So uh, it's going to be up uh, by the Great Lakes. That's where the equator is going to be when the, once the magnetic poles change. And then I guess the Earth is supposed to get a little more swifty and have like an added tilt to it. Because it's already slightly tilted. But everyone's like, the world's going to end. All of North America's going to sink. And then Atlantis is going to rule. I don't know. As long as I can live in a place where there's snow. Oh, yeah. I don't understand the whole science about it. Because I'm like, (laughs) if the equator is where the Great Lakes are, and then Ecuador is just sad because its name doesn't sound like Equatador anymore, then what does that have to do with things changing? Because, like, the tilt of the Earth is going to have to change a lot for... Because we, like, think the equator is where all the hot stuff is, right? Yeah. It's not, like, just because our magnetic yeah, poles change doesn't Earth mean... changes its tilts or whatever, wouldn't that change the seasons? I mean, it would happen over a gradual whatever amount of time unless something, like, hit us really hard. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be for a really long time I mean, from now. That's what I just said. But I don't know. The sun is still going to be where the sun is. So even if the earth tilts a little bit, it's just going to have to take into account where the earth, the sun hits the earth now that it's a little more swifty to the left or to the exactly. right. That's what I'm saying, my dude. But I don't think that means that the Great Lakes are going to become hot like Ecuador. Yeah, but it could mean that the snow might stop. It's already trying to stop. Mm. And then we all become fish people again. Jesus Christ. Because everything melts and then the sea levels rise and then we become flounder. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, the only last thing that I have to say about this forest is that there are guards, like I said earlier, that come in to the forest to basically be on a watch to make sure that people aren't like in here doing having dance parties having these troubled thoughts and deciding not to come out so they go in and they try to find people and they kind of start a conversation to see what their intentions are their motives and they try to lead them out so there's a lot of people that like camp here and when they camp here they're kind of like in a space in which they're trying to figure out if this is like the right option for them and you can't camp here so the guards will go in and deter these people out to make sure that they go home to their families but that is the suicide forest or the akigahara forest i think that the way that we fix this whole debacle since the darkness that is in the forest the fog the like bad things is put there by people like like thousands and thousands of years of people's negative thoughts about this place is by getting a group of people together and for like a long weekend playing an extreme game of the floor is lava. I think you made this joke in our video too. I most definitely did. And if you don't watch the videos, everybody still needs to know that a riveting game of the floor is lava is possible. If we rally together the troops, the sidekicks, if you will, and their friends, family, and accoutrement to, uh, play a rousing game of the floor is lava i'm quite sure all of the giggles would be great and um any souls that are like i don't want to go into that tree that sounds horrible will uh just dissolve and they'll be like i need to get out of here because the giggles are too much what is the floor is lava i don't understand or they're still playing games with us either way the fog will be lifted i want to go there and take a nap because everything is so quiet who will be the floor's lava champion? My head was that quiet. 2024. That's when we can do this. Maybe we'll just make our basement look like the Akigahara forest. We'll put metal on the ground, cover it in moss, and put weird trees with roots that look like they're walking. If we're having a dance party, do you think that the trees would be upset because they're already walking and moving? Do you think that they're going to be better dancers than us? Why would they be upset about that? Because they already have their own groove. And they'd be upset about that. If we came in there and tried to steal their thunder. Oh. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this stuff? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I was on a soapbox. I started off super tired. Now I got the spiritual energy of the universe coursing through my veins. You're still tired. You also feel like you're going to throw up. (sighs) Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know if I feel like I have to throw up, but I feel like like it might make me feel better. right up here in your throat. Yeah, that's where I go to when I do podcasts. Throat chakra, my dude. Yeah, but it feels like green like you're gonna throw up (laughs) maybe if i throw up exorcise the demons i'll feel better that's what they tell you in the conjuring movie (laughs) oh gross what was i gonna say i don't remember now we love you guys i'm excited about the discord server the discord server is great everyone keeps asking really good questions and some of our like og patreon people uh lovely sidekicks are having like really awesome spiritual breakthroughs which is cool well i'm trying to next week i have to update our website and for patreon people i want to create a like 
link tree link like we have for our main stuff but for patreon because it'll be easier for you guys to get access to your benefits because there's a lot of people not on discord and they keep asking me how to do it yeah it makes me sad i talked to einstein twice (laughs) it's really freaking me out yeah if you're interested in that story patreon my dude it'll be in the show notes okay bye we love you and we're your men of sidekicks oh wow I think we should take a field trip here so I can take a nap in the suicide forest. There was trees yesterday that were called like cucumber trees and Bradley was calling them gherkin trees or pickle trees. (laughs) I just think it's funny for pickles to grow on trees.